welcome everyone to the second episode of Unraveling the Veil with your host, Yara Rose, from the website yararose.com, Y-A-R-A-R-O-S-E.com. Thank you everyone for joining me again. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Today we are going to discuss how I got on the path of using different healing modalities other than Western medicine. And then we're going to talk about some of the first techniques that I learned while on my medical leave that I was put on during our last episode, mainly the use of EFT tapping and also the use of healing emotional yoga that I was able to find online which helped me to discover how important self-love is to the healing process. So, here goes. In 2011, I was working out very consistently, and while working out one day, I injured my back. And I wasn't sure what I had done to it, and I kept waiting and waiting for it to heal, and then it never seemed to get better. But in the meantime, I had gotten pregnant with my first child, so I also couldn't take a lot of painkillers and I couldn't take a lot of medications for it. I wasn't comfortable exploring alternative routes at that time, especially with being with child. I wasn't sure how that would impact anything. So I had my child and I still had really bad back aches the point where I was taking a leave every 12 hours on the dot for over a year. In 2013, I had actually left work one day because I was in such pain that I couldn't function and people were talking about rotating discs and all these different things that could be wrong and that I needed to get checked out. So I went to the ER where they told me just to take painkillers and that was the only thing that they gave me to do. So they sent me home to take painkillers, which I'd already been doing for over a year. So when that didn't work, I decided to seek alternate options because I couldn't keep going on with my life like this. So I started going to my aunt who had a massage practice and she found this huge knot in my left lower back side and she said that because it had been hurt and injured for so long it was always going to be a lifetime trigger point but if we took care of it I could get back to a more normal life and we started down that route but even then there was a day where I was in so much pain I couldn't even pick up my son so I had to call my mother and she was able to come and watch him for me thankfully I found a chiropractor that was willing to meet me in that day and adjust me. And I started my life with chiropractic care and massages. I still do go to keep that routine up because I know how much that that's made a big difference in my life. And now when I don't run, it's because I don't like running, (laughs) not because I can't, which is amazing because honestly, years ago I thought I was done. I thought I would never be able to run again. So. Just that ability has been awesome to see. And honestly, 
My perception before all of this was that massages were just for people that had a lot of money and felt like they deserved a day at the spa. Well, I should take that back. I did think that some elderly people get them, you know, from just living a hard life and being able to maintain their life at that point, but I never would have thought that myself at like 20-some years old, I would need something like that. But sometimes it doesn't take a huge occurrence for changes to have to be made, and that's really a lesson that I continuously learn over and over and over again. Sometimes it's a small thing that can make the biggest changes in your life. I really appreciated the lessons that I learned during this time period because it taught me that when modern medicine doesn't have an answer for you, you don't have to stop and just give up. You don't have to believe that at the age of 27, you're never going to be able to run again. There are other options out there and you should keep looking for the thing that's going to help you. In this case, it was for me to get bi-weekly chiropractic and massage therapy. I don't know what your answers are or what, what the answer is going to be for you, but I do know that if you continue looking, you will find something that will help you with whatever problems you have. I am beyond grateful that I had learned these lessons prior to my 2017-2018 medical leave. I was able to know that there were other options out there. There was other things that I was willing to try that had I not already experienced this before, I may not have been willing to try. And one of those was my life coach who was also a psychic medium. And like I said in the last podcast, I still don't know if I would have been open to that simply because I still wasn't sure I even believed that people on earth could speak with spirits that had already passed on. Because at that time, I had thought that heaven was this place way, way up high in the sky. And while our dead loved ones could look down on us and check in on us and see what was going on, they couldn't actually speak directly to us. That was just what I had been taught. So to trust that this person could somehow speak to them and give me messages back was a little stretch beyond my imagination. And also, like I had said, I had such a low self-esteem that I wasn't sure that even if there was a person that was able to do this, that there would be any ancestors or loved ones that would even talk to her on my behalf. But I had tried massage, chiropractic, therapy before, and that had made a big difference. So my sister basically made an appointment for me and told me that it really had helped her. I was more open to trying it because I really didn't have anything to lose at that point, And I had known that there were other options besides strictly medical. And like I had already said in my last podcast, I was looking for something and I didn't know what it was. I knew I needed something beyond the anti-anxiety medicine and the traditional therapy. There was still something missing. I'm so grateful because that life coach, not only was she able to speak to my grandparents for me 
and give them messages that I had always wished I could have given them and hadn't felt like I was able to. That was really, truly healing, especially since one of my biggest regrets in my life at that point had been that I had spoken to my grandmother on my mom's side, which was the grandparent I was closest to on the very day she died. And it was just a normal conversation where phone rang, I answered it and we started talking and then my mom happened to pick up and instead of me getting to say, you know, goodbye and I love you, it was just they started their conversation and I didn't get that chance, which on a normal day wouldn't matter, but she ended up dying later that night and it has always been one of my biggest regrets that I hadn't been able to tell her that I loved her that last time. So I know that that was something really emotional on my first session with my life coach was being able to tell her that I loved her and that I was sorry that I hadn't said it that day and hearing her tell me that she knew and that she loved me back. Words <laughs> fail me to describe how much that didn't help me to heal from that regret. I fully believe in mediumship. I think that like every occupation, there are good ones and there are people that are out to con you and maybe don't have quite as clear gifts as they indicate, but I know from firsthand experience that they exist and I tell my life coach every single time we have a session how much her advice and the advice that she has channeled from my loved ones means to me and has made such a huge difference on my life because it has. It truly has. So one of the things that I learned from her, besides just the messages, is I learned about EFT tapping. I had anxiety and depression. And EFT tapping is called emotional freedom technique. And it's similar to acupuncture. By that I mean it focuses on the meridian points and tapping those specific meridians to restore balance to your body's energy field. And I'm going to put my recommended video that she had actually recommended I try. It's a YouTube video by Nick Ortner and he does a great demonstration about what EFT tapping is and how to do it. And honestly, I wish that I had heard about it when I was in school. I've saw videos online where teachers are teaching young kids how to do EFT tapping now, and I am so grateful. I wish that that had been mandatory for me. I can't even begin to tell you how much tapping has helped me overcome strong feelings of anxiety and fear and inadequacy. Any times I have strong negative emotions swirling around that I can't seem to get out, that's kind of been my go-to, and actually I do tapping every single day just to give me a chance get all of those old patterns out, those unconscious patterns that are floating around, all these weird emotions that came up out of nowhere, especially when one of my triggers has been pulled. It's a great time to take some deep breaths, tap out the old stuck energies, and just reset yourself. I would strongly recommend implementing EFT tapping. It's been growing in momentum, and there's a reason why, because it works and it helps and it makes a huge difference. I can tell the days that I, for 
forgot to do my EFT tapping or didn't think it was necessary and I, I can just feel the difference. So that's one of the techniques that I have found to be extremely helpful. And I'm very grateful for her to have introduced to me. And I've also already taught it to my kids and they use it. Like they'll be like, hey mom, can you help me do EFT tapping? I have this fear of whatever it is and we do it and they feel better afterwards. I wouldn't recommend something that I didn't believe in. And during one of those sessions with my life coach, my grandmother had recommended that I start looking for a healing yoga to help supplement my medications and everything else that I was doing to help in my healing process. I found one on YouTube that was an emotional healing yoga utilizing all seven chakras and it was awesome. It revealed so much information to me about myself. It helped me to connect with myself and fully come to terms with things that I hadn't even realized. It urged me to pick up writing again. It enabled me to forgive myself for being so hard on myself for all of these years. It enabled me to forgive myself for self-medicating with food because I was so unhappy with the path that I had chosen for myself. I realized that this is the body that my soul is in and there are some things that I can change about it and there are others that I cannot change and I need to accept both and if I do choose to change anything I need to do it for me because it makes me feel healthier and happier not for anyone else especially not to please society because that is what they deem beautiful at that given time and I need to learn to trust myself and most of all that I needed to learn to love myself for who I was. This yoga really helped me create that you are enough entry. It was just another technique that I was super grateful to have recommended to me because I never would have tried it on my own. And the results that I got from it were immense. And I appreciated that so much because I had been struggling with learning to love myself and healing. And this seemed to really help with that. I know in the last episode I, sp I talked to you about being on medical leave and how difficult it was to heal my head, which had been pushed beyond limits that should never have been pushed. And as a perfectionist my entire life, it was really hard to have to admit that I had messed up so unbelievably bad, that I had hurt myself so unbelievably bad. And it was hard for me to accept the fact that I was injured, my brain was injured, and I had to learn to love myself. And that was really hard for me to do because a perfectionist <laughs> struggles to love themselves when they're not being perfect. and healing from an injury like that that I had done to myself goes against everything a perfectionist wants to deal with. So one of the most important lessons I learned was to be self-loving and self-caring. So I learned how to love myself. And after going through years and years of not loving myself, of actually despising myself, that was the most important lesson I believe I've ever learned. And it's amazing. And it wasn't easy. 
the first time in my life I was forced to admit that I couldn't be perfect and that my ideals were wrong because it's more important to love yourself and achieve what you can in a healthy way than it ever would be to push yourself to the point that I had done. Trying to strive for perfection that doesn't exist because no one's perfect and nothing is ever perfect. So striving for something like that and putting yourself in that kind of jeopardy for something that will never be achievable was a very huge wake-up call. And while going through therapy and really soul-searching to see why and how this had all happened, I found out so much about myself, but most importantly, that I did love myself and that I was a worthy person. Despite everything I had ever done, I was worthy of love and I had been withholding that from myself for so long. I posted about it on my April 25th, 2019 blog and it is titled, You Are Enough. And I'm honestly just gonna read that whole blog post here because I can't think of a better way to explain to you how you guys are all enough and that you don't have to keep striving for a perfectionism persona that does not exist. Have you learned to love yourself, flaws and all yet? Fair warning, this post is going to be longer than what you're used to getting from me. It's extremely important to your health, so I feel that it's definitely worth the extra time. I have personally struggled with my weight for as long as I can remember. I can't pinpoint a specific incident that started it, but I know that I've been an emotional eater since second to third grade. Food has always brought me comfort. It's what I turn to to smooth away life's harshness or when I need to treat myself, quotations, for doing something that I really didn't want to do. I was overweight from the third to sixth grade. I got heavier each year. I was the fat girl at school, which lucky me meant I got to be the one that was picked on. I don't recall it ever being outright hostile. They didn't scream fatty fatty two by four or anything like that. It was passive aggressive. For example, my group of friends in middle school said that I would be perfect to be the date for one of their cousins that was coming to town for a school function. I thought it was kind of interesting since I was the worst looking girl in our group, but what did I know? Maybe he was a little overweight as well, or maybe my personality was just the most compatible with his. As you can imagine, I was super excited getting ready for my quote unquote date with my friends at their house. We were supposed to meet up with the guys at school and I was giddy with excitement and nervousness. As I am sure you have deduced by now, the date didn't go how I had imagined. The poor middle school boy took one look at me, his date, and literally ran away screaming. Apparently my friends had been building me up to him as some super hot girl the entire time, and he didn't quite know how to react to the reality of my beautiful 145 pound middle school self. Between the summer of my seventh and eighth grade year, I lost 30 pounds, got contacts, and put blonde highlights in my plain brown hair. The results were so dramatic that some of my teachers from the previous year didn't even recognize who I was. Of course, now that I was 
okay, quote-unquote, looking, I captured the interest of some guys at school. Thankfully, I was able to find some real friends during this time that would actually value me and appreciate hanging out with me. The thing is, I hadn't changed at all where it really mattered. I still felt on the inside like that same fat friend that had been kept around to be the butt of the joke, to be the heavy weight in the tug of war games, and to hang out with when everyone else was already busy. I had all of these insecurities eating me alive. I can think of several different times throughout high school where my response to a guy asking me out was flat out, why? Friends that had only known me as my skinny version thought that I was just digging for compliments when I would say that I was fat or ugly. The reality was that every time I looked in the mirror, I still saw that fat girl. I learned to bury these insecurities way down deep because no one wanted to hear about them. I've struggled with being overweight off and on ever since. When I go through stressful periods in my life, I emotionally eat constantly and the weight just packs on. It never occurred to me that my healing journey that I started in 2018 was going to dredge up all of these old wounds. I was even more surprised to see that they were still raw, festering wounds. The thing about burying emotions, incidents, because they are too painful to work through, is that then the unconscious mind believes them to still be active, ongoing problems. It will implement programs in place to protect us. Most of these times, these unconscious programs do more harm than good. For instance, this whole weight problem gave me an extremely low self-esteem. This kept me from pursuing a job slash career path that I was actually interested in because I didn't feel like I would be good enough. It caused me to put up with a lot more ridiculousness job-wise than I should have. I didn't feel like enough in general. I'm writing and speaking to you all today to tell you that I am enough. I am currently at my all-time heaviest weight ever, and I still love myself. And I know that everything will work out great because I believe in myself. If any of this resonates with any of you, please know that you are enough. You don't have to have experienced the same exact scenario as me to relate to this. There are countless reasons why you may have absorbed that incorrect information about yourself. But you are enough. You are loved, you are deserving of having your dreams come true. You will never be perfect, so don't worry about striving for perfection because it doesn't exist. The beauty is that we are all flawed and yet we can still create amazing things in this world despite and sometimes even because of those flaws. Please work on seeing yourself for the amazing person that you are and learn to love yourself. This is a priceless gift that I have learned through my own healing journey and I wanted to share it all with you. I hope that it helps you on your own journey of self-discovery. I can't tell you how many emotions are going through my mind right now. <laughs> you know, the bullying outwardly mostly stopped for me in high school because I was able to quote unquote fit in because of the identity that I had. However, that bullying just turned inwards and now I was the bully. I would scream at myself as I ran on the treadmill or tried to eat some chocolate or something because I would just go on and on and on and on about how I'm just this fat lady and no one's going to love me and I'm unworthy. And I had no idea that those programs that I was doing to myself was causing as much damage and harm as it did. And I will get into that more 
when I talk about emotion code and how terrible it is to have these emotions and store them inside of your body, but that's for another time. One thing I really wanted to get across is that just because you maybe change something on the outside doesn't mean that you've changed on the inside. And I don't feel like any of us should have to change who we are to be accepted or loved because there really truly is beauty in our uniqueness and the world would be so dreary and sad if we all acted the exact same. The beauty in it is where we have all of these different colors and these different personalities coming together, sharing this different unique art. And I truly feel like, especially these days, that message needs to be out there. We need to celebrate our uniqueness and not criticize others for being different, especially in the United States today. Love yourself, love others. Something else that I wanted to touch on regarding feeling like enough and being worthy is that because I did come to terms with that and because I know that I am enough, I'm now able to believe in the signs and things that happen to me and around me and actually my confidence is rising in my abilities to be able to speak to the spirit world and they blessed me with this amazing gift a couple of weeks ago that had I received it three years ago, two years ago even, I wouldn't have believed it was even true or possible because it was a gift directly from God or creator of life itself about a message that they wanted me to share with the world and I never would have believed that it was possible that they would have chosen me to deliver such an important and beautiful and amazing message. But because I've done the work that I need to understand how truly amazing each and every single one of us is, when I received this message, the thought didn't even cross my mind of, why me? Instead, when people asked why, I was like, well, why not me? We're all the same. and. This message is very important, and if I was the one that was listening, then why not send it to me? So that way I can share it with everyone, especially during these times right now with the pandemic and everything else that's going on in the United States. This is an important message. And I'm gonna share it with you here today because I really think it's amazing and wonderful and everyone needs to hear it. And here it is. They, whatever your source of power is, angels, spirits, whatever, are here with all of us and helping us all as much as they can, free will being what it is. They have come in droves to protect, heal, and inspire anyone they can. Each one of us has our own light inside of us. Once we take the driver's seat back from the fear we've let lead our lives and turn to the light inside of each of us, we open the door for our own set of angels to help us even more. Every person can help 
by continuing to spread messages of love and trying to fan the flames of light inside of everyone we come into contact with. I don't want to take away from this message by surrounding it with my perceptions and insights, so I'm going to leave it at that. For those of you that were asking where God was during this difficult time in our life, they are all here. They are everywhere. Please open yourself up to the light and love that they long to share with you. Every time I hear that message, I break out in goosebumps. It's so beautiful, so simple, and so amazing. Please continue to shed that light. Continue to share love with everyone you meet. We can get through this together. So don't give up. Stay positive and know that you are enough. I love you all. And thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Unraveling the Veil. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. With all my love, Yara Rose.